I was once a teacher in one of the English courses in my city in Makassar. So there were uh, I, I was teaching for almost uh, for more than two years, I think. And then there was one moment inside the class that I remember very clear. So uh, we talk about uh, so inside the class, so every meeting we talk about topics, and then there was a moment when we talk about things that leads to uh, topics uh, sex before marriage. And this is a very controversial topic, and so not everybody agree with uh, you know sex before marriage, and probably in Indonesia most of people against it. And I remember holding myself, holding my opinions. I didn't say uh, if I actually uh, suppose, I mean, oppose or against uh, marriage or sex before marriage. I was thinking that I am a teacher, and what I say inside the class will be something that my students remember. So, especially when it comes to controversial topics, sometimes. I just keep my opinion on my mind. I didn't say it uh, if I like uh, if I you know propose or oppose something. So uh, after the class, I kept thinking about how should I proceed the next time controversial topics pops up inside the class. Should I just go with you know my values as a teacher, or should I just play it safe? Uh, and you know, do not make any controversial statement to the students. Hi and welcome. So for this uh, second episode of the podcast, and I'm still on fire talking about topics which I think is important for me, even though probably it's not important for uh, all of you. I have to quote this one for somebody, so because this is a copyrighted things and uh, in education, uh, sorry, in uh, how to say. Uh, when you quote somebody, meaning that you are uh, acknowledging their effort in producing, you know, uh, information, sorry, producing uh, knowledge to people. So, uh, Hargreaves, I forgot in what year it was, divided the era of teaching into four. So, uh, this is the direct quotations that I got from... I forgot what book is this one again. So uh, there are four uh, periods, and let me focus on the fourth one. The fourth period is called the post-professional period. From the beginning of the 21st century, this period is characterized by globalizations of economies and rapid development of educational technology. However, it caused uncertainty amongst teachers as well as policymakers about what knowledge actually is and what kind of knowledge is best to pass on from one generation to the other. So, uh, well, uh, I think it's very clear that what Hargreaves means by that post-professional period is today. And we all know that today is marked, everything is marked by globalizations of economies, everything is marked by the interconnectedness between one places to another places. It is also... Uh, you know, signified by uh, the uh, the 
interconnectedness between one places and another places so we are no longer bound or limited by what we call as geographical problems however however this era is also marked or signified by an uncertainty among teachers as well as policymakers about what kind of knowledge that we should give to the next generation now probably what do you mean uncertainty i think it's very clear that uh, we should pass things like you know mathematics you know things like uh, language for example however there are there, is, there are lots of uncertainty in lots of subjects uh, let's say for example when we talk about controversial topics uh, should we teach children's uh, you know the basic the basic things like sex education for example should we teach them about abortion the danger of you know um you know unsafe sex for example this is something that is probably uh, not yet implemented not yet implemented in our school or curriculum i know that it is uh, in some in some how to say in some part of let's say for example in biologies uh, we teach children we teach our students about uh, reproductive reproductive organ and we also teach them about you know a reproduction process for example in animals uh, as well as in uh, human however um, what they know is that they're learning about biology they're not learning about uh, sex for example or sex educations in general so uh, this is just one of the things how about the other controversial subjects like um, for example cloning for examples or evolution for examples or yeah there are lots of uncertainty that has been uh, unclear whether we should uh, whether it is best to pass this uh, our next generation of course uh, this is something that is very fry according to where do you live for example like uh, in Indonesia itself there are lots of controversial subjects especially something related to uh, our religious belief and sometimes sometimes uh, these problem or this knowledge cannot be is was was uh, very uh, very debatable uh, especially if it comes to something related to religion let's just take an example uh, sex education so uh, there are also another things like for example rarely recently sorry recently we know that uh, language teaching was uh, prohibited not prohibited we uh, we uh, change the curriculums that language teaching uh, uh, sorry i mean uh, foreign language teaching such as english should be taught uh, in should not be taught in elementary level or in uh, basic uh, elementary school uh, this is uh, this has been a debate between uh, amongst all the stakeholders related to it is it is it good if we teach children uh, language other language besides Indonesia at a very young age uh, is it going to be hampering is it going to be become uh, something that endanger the existence of our national language Bahasa so uh, this is just an illustrations about how uncertain we are about uh, what is the best thing that should we pass to the next generation um, 
So uh, this is a story. This is one of the stories which uh, happened to me when I was a teacher. So in two years of teaching, I encounter lots and lots of uh, controversial subjects when I was teaching my students, especially because uh, I was teaching mostly adult. So we talk about lots of uh, interesting subjects which sometimes lead to uh, many controversial topics. So, uh, however, however, this is uh, this is this is began from questions that I ask a student. So this is a simple questions which uh, I think fellow teachers usually ask their students. So the question was, what was your hobby? So I asked my students inside the class, what is your hobby? And yeah, lots of them give me a rather boring answer. Some of them say, like one say, I like reading, sir, writing stuff, writing poems, playing football, playing basketball, fighting for civil rights and women emancipation. You know, boring stuff like that. And this one gentleman in front of me said that his hobby was climbing. However, he continues saying that his hobby was actually not only climbing, but climbing his girlfriend. At the time, I thought it was very funny answers because I know everybody's laughing. All of his classmates are laughing about the answers because it was, I guess it was funny. However, um, let's say, let's say after the class, uh, one student really asks you some serious questions about what do you think about sex before marriage, sir? And then, well, things are going to be different. No one will laugh about uh, the answers that you will give because at times like this, when students are demanding an honest answer from you, you have to give one, right? You have to not only give uh, the right answers, you are going to have to give your opinion about it because uh, this is something serious, right? And the dilemma about this is because uh, especially the one that uh, already feel that you are close that they can ask you know private questions to you directly so most of them as the teachers probably look up to you they probably will listen to your answer and you know keep it in their mind you know it's like when you when you are giving a suggestions to your friend and you're like uh, I think you should do this I think you should do that I think you should uh, go with this I think you should uh, go with that and then at the end of the sentence you say but I don't know it's up to you because uh, you you're afraid uh, that the answers that you give to your friends will ruin his or her life so you ended up saying I don't know it's up to you think about it so uh, that those same feeling that same feeling uh, is things you feel as a teachers I feel as a teachers when I gave uh, serious answers to my students because uh, I think that one or the other way they will uh, keep and think about the answers because they look up to you at some point now how about the other things they probably ask you about another controversial subjects such as wheat for example what do you think about the legalizations of marijuana? How do you think about women rights and social media stuff? They probably also, also asked questions and important questions like uh, what do you think about KKE? Do you like that? How about that? 
and is it good if we like do you know embarrass ourselves in, in in front of the the audience uh, to get uh, to become famous so sort of questions like that would will probably uh, asked by the students and believe me in two years of teaching more than two years of teachings my students ask me lots of questions now uh, in related to that one uh, what I know from my study that there are actually uh, two types of approach when you are doing your teachers training and uh, it is called the traditional one the traditional approach and the reflective approach so uh, you are not actually meant to choose uh, one of them or to choose only one of them so both is quite and it's very important sorry what is the difference between these uh, two types of teachers training the traditional approach focus on transferring knowledge and transferring skill transferring ideas so this is the kind of things that you see like when you are um, attending some conference teacher conference for example or you enroll in your uh, the next level of your educations you join university for example the next one is called reflective approach so reflective approach is uh, do not focus on like what I said before transferring the knowledge of uh, things to you however reflective approach is more like finding uh, your way of teaching so everybody has uh, everybody's unique everybody's different however uh, because of that everybody need to find what is the best way for them to teach uh, that is also include to know what is the best way for them to learn so when uh, you become a teacher not only that you need to know how your students uh, what is the best way for uh, the students to learn, so you need to know also what is the best way for you to teach and in the reflective approach you learn more about yourself your ideas about teaching and then uh, your ideologies in teaching so this is something that uh, focus more on your personality now uh, in this part of uh, training or in this part of uh, you are how to say you're meant to you're meant to we we, we believe that uh, the ideas that teachers cannot be teachers ideology cannot be separated from the way they teach is uh, playing imp an important roles in here because everybody has different ideologies of course these ideologies will be reflected like it or not accidentally or not uh, intentionally or not will be reflected in the way you teach your students so um, if you are pro, let's say if you are pro legalization of marijuana, of course this is a very specific topic, right? And then probably it's not going to be like appear inside the class. However, when it does appear, should you say that you pro with that? Even though uh, currently Indonesia is against the uh, legalization of marijuana, it's still considered it's still considered breaking the law. So uh, as a teacher, this is a dilemma that probably should, you know, probably will come up in your class whether you like it or not. So uh, in in my in my cases mostly, I give them partial answers if I think that they are not ready to hear the full answer. For example, now uh, some of my students, not not some, uh, yeah, some of my students 
ask me questions about at that time sex before marriage I guess if I'm not mistaken and then uh, uh, sorry not not that one uh, it's uh, women's equality like equal rights between men and women and I remember at that time I was giving like because I don't think at that age because she was still in like senior high school and then I don't think she really fully understand about what situations we're talking about uh, when we talk about equal right so I give them rather general answers like yes I support uh, of course I support uh, the equal right between men and women however uh, the next time we meet online or because it was a chat and then she asked me questions about uh, things like that and because she, I think that she is older now she is in university and then she has been getting more uh, knowledge about equal rights so I can give them a more proper answer for example we can talk about things like uh, you know how about when you think about abortion do you think it's equal right uh, for men and women to decide whether they should abort the child, for example, or uh, you know, marriage at young age, you know, stuff like that is also important to discuss, right? I believe that is all for uh, this episode, and if you think. This guy is the one who is talking is awesome. Please tell your friend about him. And if you think he sucks, then uh, please let me know about it. Thank you very much. Have a good day.